Support for WRFA is brought to you by Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union. As a local community resource, Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union is committed to providing its members with the professional financial services they have come to expect. Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union provides credit union membership to people who live, work, worship, attend school, do business, and any other entities within Chautauqua County. For more information, including how to become a member, call or text 716-665-7000 or visit them on the web at 665-7000.com. And again, you're listening to Community Matters. The COVID-19 pandemic brought with it various streams of funds to municipalities, including Jamestown. Jamestown received not just $28 million in American Rescue Plan funds, but funding related to the pandemic for housing initiatives from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. And that's on top of other funding the city receives from the federal government on an annual basis. We spoke with Jamestown Director of Development, Crystal Surik, about housing programs, new and existing, that are available, as well as other programs going on in the Development Department. We have Jamestown Director of Development, Crystal Surik, in studio with us today. Welcome to WRFA. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I think this is the first time we've have you, had you here in studio versus on the phone, so it's nice to have you in person. Yeah. So I see you a lot, of course, um, at Monday's city council meeting, especially uh, the work session meeting. You discuss a couple housing programs that are available and given the interest as well as maybe some confusion by the public mm-hmm. about what programs are available. I thought it'd be good to have you in to kind of explain and give more details about what is coming up before council and also what is also available even on a regular basis for homeowners of various types. So starting with what's on the council's agenda for monday mm-hmm. march 28th they're having a voting session and also there's a public hearing related to this mm-hmm. uh could you tell us more about what this rental rehabilitation program is sure so um back mid last year um 2021 the city was allocated a little over 1.2 million dollars um through the department of housing and urban development the reason for this allocation is because we are an entitlement community and we receive an annual allocation every year um, from HUD for our home investment partnerships program, which we'll talk about, as well as our community development block grant. So this was in addition to uh, that uh, regular allocation, and it has very specific uses. Um, it has to be uh, for... Um, pandemic-related prevention of homelessness. Um, There's a number of of different criteria that we had to follow. Um, And so given the guidelines that we were were given by HUD, um, we had to go through a process where we engaged with our stakeholders, being um, community partner organizations like Chautauqua Opportunities, CRIC, CODE, the Land Bank, um, you know, various others, United Way, we, we engaged, a, a, I, I want to say we sent out um, information to, you know, almost 100 people on an email, right? So this, this was kind of stretched far and wide, um, not just housing specific organizations, um, but service providers as well. Um, and so through this process, we talked about uh, the allowable activities um, through this grant and um, talked about resources that they had or that they knew were coming, programs that everybody had. And so really the, the goal was to, um, by engaging with all of these organizations, determining what the most critical need was 
um, and where the gap was and what program activity that was allowable should we um, then go forward with. And so through this whole process, we determined that a, a rental rehabilitation program um, would be the most beneficial. And so what that will do is landlords will be el eligible to apply for a rehabilitation grant up to $15,000. Um, there is a 10% match uh, requirement, and uh, it's, uh, it's up to $15,000 per unit. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so, you know, the goal is to really start to be able to, you know, help those landlords who maybe haven't been able to maintain their properties over the past couple of years for, you know, lost income because of the pandemic, um, to bring properties up to code, to make sure that people are living in, um, you know, quality, decent housing um, and being able to provide that opportunity to bring those properties up to a, a, a good quality. Um, so as you mentioned, we have a public hearing um, that is going to be next Monday night um, prior to the council voting session. And then we will uh, ask council to vote and approve our submission to HUD. And then once that's submitted to HUD, they will then go through their review process and let us know, um, you know if there's any changes they, they want to see made or um, whatever they need us to do, and then hopefully give us their approval. Mm -hmm. At the council work session, there was uh, some concerns raised. Uh, uh, Housing Committee Chair uh, Marie Kruba, she brought up uh, concerns about which landlords would be able to get this money, you know, because there are code issues and mm -hmm. cases where we're seeing landlords not taking care of the properties mm -hmm. or repeatedly appearing in housing court. Mm -hmm. and, and then also even Jeff, council uh, member at large, Jeff Russell mentioned, you know, can we narrow this program down? Mm -hmm. So it's just for people, landlords who live in, in Jamestown or, you know, mm -hmm. live in, in this state to get the funding versus someone who lives out of state and doesn't care about what they're doing with their properties. Mm -hmm. And I, and, so what are the parameters around how, who's going to be able to get this funding and what landlords are going to have to do uh, in order to comply mm -hmm. with any of the guidelines? Um, so I guess some of the important things are, um, and I don't have all of the, the checklists with me, but landlords will be, when they apply, they will go through um, a screening process. Um, one, you know, as I mentioned, there is a 10% match per unit. So it's $1,500 per unit that they'll be required to invest. Um, they will have to bring their property entirely uh, code compliant. So, um, you know, that is a, a, that's a big win for us is, is, you know, making sure that that property is, is fully brought up to code. Um, they have to sign a property maintenance agreement. Um, which just reinforces their commitment to the project and that they are agreeing that they will abide by city code, property maintenance code, um, keeping their properties free and clear of junk and debris, mowing the lawn, um, and then, you know, as well as making sure that code violations are, are all taken care of. Um, and then there is a, a five-year agreement where they are not allowed to sell their property um, if they do, they have to actually pay back um, that grant. So when we say it's a grant, it's really almost like a forgivable loan. 
and um, it decreases in the amount that you have to pay back over the five-year period of time. So by the time your five years is up, you're at that grant level where your grant is fully covered. Um, and then there's a number of other criteria. Income eligibility um, of tenants is, is always an important one um, because you know the goal is to be able to assist low to moderate income persons. Um, so there will be a, a form and information that has to be collected with each one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, after uh, HUD accepts this plan, assuming that it passes City Council on, on Monday, how long would it be before uh, DOD is able to put it out to the public? Uh, we will be ready to go r- relatively quickly. I would say probably within a week or so. Um, really, the longest, I think, waiting period is going to be uh, during HUD's review and getting that approval. Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, that one of the things that made it easy to do this program is that the city has had a rental rehab program mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, I, I don't, I'm trying to think, I don't remember, like, you know, was it widely used before? It was not. And one of the reasons that we think um, for that is because there was a higher match requirement. It was a 50-50 match. Um, and unfortunately, it just wasn't a popular program with landlords. Um, we did change it a little bit, um, and it was it was just prior to me coming on as the director, um, where we reduced the the amount of the match, and we were able to actually expend it. But we didn't re um, in the next round of annual action plan, which is where we would have um, reallocated new funding into that. Uh, program we didn't do that uh, with the last annual action plan um, just because it it didn't seem to be a very popular program Hmm. so now you'll have an indication Mm -hmm. and maybe even possibly in April and May how popular this program is Mm -hmm. and when you're looking at this and we'll get to the annual action plan we'll talk about that but this is something that you might look at them putting in for next year's plan if it's popular. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And we're hoping that with the the lower matching requirement that that will actually incentivize property owners who, you know, had they more assistance in rehabbing their properties that they would, they will take advantage of that. Okay. Well, I think that gives us a better picture of what's going on with the rental rehab program, but mm-hmm. homeowners are not left out in the cold in Jamestown. Absolutely not. So what, so what is the program? You've mentioned this Home Investment Partnership Program. Is this mm-hmm. new? Is this something we've had here? This is something we have had for many, many years, um, decades even. Uh, this is one of our annual allocations uh, that we receive from HUD. Um, we get between three hundred and fifty thousand and four hundred and twenty thousand ish each year it changes a little bit based on hud's formulas um and so this program is for uh homeowners who occupy their that residence um and uh it's a it's a program that has existed for a long time um it is an income eligible program uh it is it's as easy as giving us a call <laughs> um, or sending us an email or stopping by our department and um, talking with, with someone uh, to let us know that you're interested in the program. Um, I will say it is, it's an investment from a time and energy perspective. So um, typical programs from start to finish usually take about two years. Um, there is a full inspection that has to be done of the property. Any code violations that may exist are noted by the inspector. 
um, because we have that responsibility to make sure all code violations are are addressed um, as part of the project. And then, um, you know, a scope of work will be written up and uh, agreed upon between the inspector and the homeowner. And then we'll start to um, bid out for contractors. And, you know, we really, we hold your hand through the whole process. We help you through the, the application process. We um, we take care of, of the bidding process. Um, it's really, the biggest lift is the time commitment and making sure that your home is, is available for your contractor to come and complete the work that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And is this just emergency repairs or how does, nope, this, this, how is, does this work then? So this yeah. is... Um, it, like I said, it's an income qualified program, and it is, um, uh, and those income guidelines are available on our website and HUD's website. Um, and it is for, it, it, I think the biggest thing is that you have to own and live in your property. Okay. All right. And is there, I, we, I, I hope I'm not springing mm-hmm. a question on you. Is there mm-hmm. another program that's for emergency home repairs? Is that something that you still have at the city? Or? We we did have an emergency repair program. We're actually working right now on um, trying to reallocate some funds from a different program back into that because we went through it so quickly. Um, that program, we had a, an $8,000 cap on the program for, for applicants. Um, and it truly had to be classified as an emergency, right? Like a tree fell through my roof or my sewer lateral that I'm responsible for broke and I've got sewage pouring into my yard or whatever, you know. Things are, are really, truly an emergency. Not something that is, um, I haven't maintained my property for 20 years. And so, you know, now all of a sudden I have an emergency. <laughs> um, so, but again, it's a, that was a very popular program. And so we are looking at um, bringing that back. We will look to bring that back with our next um, annual action plans allocations as well. Um, but we're trying to, to go through a process right now to um, at least get some additional funds into that, that program. Okay. And you've, you've t- mentioned this, the annual action mm-hmm. plan a lot. And I get the impression this money is comes from U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. This mm-hmm. is so this is money is all all these programs are connected to funding from that department. Correct. And so this annual, can you explain what the annual sure. action plan is? Because yeah. I know you have stuff coming up about it. We do. And even like for me, having even like I call it lived and breathed and, and you know city government for so many years, I still I'm trying to understand. Sure. What is this? <laughs> sure. So um, because of that annual allocation from uh, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, um, each every five years, the Department of Development has to go through what's called a consolidated action plan, and that is basically laying a five year roadmap for how our next five years worth of funds will be spent. Then in addition to that, every year we have to do an annual action plan, which is, um, again, going back to HUD and telling HUD how we plan to um, use those funds in that that year in accordance with our five-year plan and how much we intend to allocate in our funds that we are being, being uh, granted um, into each of those programs. So with the annual action planning process, um, we there is uh, you know a, a certain amount of um, public engagement that is required. Um, this year we decided to do things a little bit differently and and do 
more public engagement. And um, instead of always asking folks to come and meet us where we are, we've decided we wanted to meet them where they are. So um, we're doing a series of walking tours uh, in each ward. We thought it would would make sense to break it down by ward. Um, We'll start at a school or a park um, for each one of those. A short route, walking route will be provided. And um, we're just going to walk and talk and listen to the community members about, um, you know, issues and and challenges that they may be facing um, and let them tell us what would really improve their quality of life. And then we kind of, you know, through that process, we educate them about what we can do with our funds and how can we meet their needs using those funds. So it will help us make better decisions and, and really be able to evaluate programs that we have and think about ways that do we need to change them a little bit so that they are having the biggest impact and are, are really more meaningful um, and, and doing what they're meant to do. Mm-hmm. Not to take away from the presentation that you'll do in these mm-hmm. wards, but what are some of the things that this this allocation from from HUD can do? What can or what are some of the things you can do? I mean, we've talked about this homeownership mm-hmm. program, this rental rehab, which is. I, I suppose special on top of what you normally get, uh, definitely because of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, but what I mean, if someone is coming to the meeting, I mean, I'm I'm someone. If I'm going to come to a meeting, I want to be prepared. Sure. And knowing that the first meeting for Ward One is this is this Saturday. Well, and so, I got to yeah. tell you, this yeah. Saturday we are going to have to move it to the lobby of City Hall. So that's our, our rain data, our inclement weather um, plan is um, if there our days where the weather is not going to cooperate with us, um, we're going to move that meeting to to the lobby um, at City Hall and we'll still do a presentation. We'll still talk about um, what the residents want to talk about. Um, Hopefully we'll have another opportunity to get out there and walk, but, um, and just to clarify, you don't have to live in that specific ward to participate. You can live anywhere in the city and participate in any or all of these, um, these walking tours and or meetings (laughs) um so and and i also want to point out too we understand that um mobility is an issue for some folks so we will be announcing some public meetings that will be um stationary where there won't be a walk involved as well okay and what are some of the things that oh yes i'm sorry (laughs) go ahead i forgot to mention that um so some of the things that um Programs that we currently have. So folks might be familiar with the hands-on neighborhoods. Um, So that's an anti-blight initiative, and that meets one of HUD's national objectives. So everything that we do has to meet um, HUD's national objectives. And um, benefits to low to moderate income persons is one of those. Um, Addressing or removal of, of slum and blight has to be one of those. Or addressing an emergent need. Um, something that is is urgent, um, like our emergency repair program. Um, the home program obviously is one of those that is addressing um, or benefiting low to in, low to moderate income persons. Um, it, we can also do things like uh, programs that improve parks, um, projects that are related to streetscape. Um, you know, renovations, fixing sidewalks, fixing streets. Um, we've done a number of streets through this program. Um, we can do uh, ADA accessibility projects. Um, 
ramps, elevators, curb cuts where there's the apron. Um, so just making things more accessible in the public realm. Um, so, you know, there are, there's a lot of limitations. We also can do demolitions, um, which we've done a lot of in the past. And as much as we, we hate to, we at least have that available to us. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things. But the, the most important thing is that we have to, with each program, we have to meet those, um, at least one of those national objectives. Okay. And you mentioned home, and then you're mentioning the other projects. Mm-hmm. This is where if people hear community development block grant. Yes. CDBG. This CDBG. is this this is yep. where this that so that CDBG and the home, which is H O M E, that's where these these is those are the annual allocation. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So how much I mean, how much is the city getting right now? I mean Um last year we got roughly one point five million. Um we still we won't know what we're getting this year until probably mid May. Um or maybe even towards the end of May. Um but I imagine it will be somewhat similar. Okay. And thinking, so 1.5 is probably maybe on average. And to think about that, this program, the rental rehab program, that was a special funding, that mm-hmm. was 1.227. Yeah. And that, so, gosh, that's, you know, almost the whole allocation, but just for one program. Mm-hmm. So it, that, that, well, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how you feel, how successful and how popular it is yeah. and how, how you fund that in the future, given yeah. that you obviously won't have one million dollars to do that right so right well, yeah we're hoping that that will will take off and that will be a, a really helpful program mm-hmm. is a in terms that you mentioned and I, it's like i not to get away because it was it is a, a program funded or a, as part of um cdbg and home is you mentioned the hands-on neighborhoods mm-hmm. so is that's coming up mm-hmm. soon ish soon ish yep um the first event will be may 21st and um, I know I sent you the list of dates the other day because I can't remember them off the top of my head. I believe the second date is June 11th and the third is September 25th, maybe. Um, I know we're scrambling. Right. Well, the, the important thing yeah. is May, first, May 21st is the first hands-on neighborhoods event that will, will be um, modeled after the traditional downtown event that, uh, that the community has done for many years. Um, so we'll we'll meet on Tracy Plaza, um, and folks will be given their their marching orders to go and and pick a, a certain spot to clean up and help out, um, and then we'll we'll kind of um, determine other areas in the community that will be doing those additional events as well. Mm-hmm. And now this is something that uh, Department of Development is doing with the Land Bank. Uh, correct. So last year we piloted um, the program with the land bank um, in their effort to, they really wanted to to um, kind of copy the model and, and turn it into something that they could do countywide. Um, so, you know, it's pretty neat that, that they loved um, the event as it existed. And we, we just changed it a little bit to um, make it kind of neighborhood specific. Um, expanded it. Uh, we're in development of an online toolkit. So there's kind of a checklist and um, it's really meant for those folks who, and we got tons of calls from people that said, how can I do one of these cleanups uh, in my own neighborhood, right? I can't participate in this event or I'm not available or whatever, but I really want to do something. And, um, you know, what can I do? And is there any support for me to, to organize one in my own neighborhood? So, um, we've been developing this online toolkit. 
just a little checklist. You can come and, and uh, give us a call and we'll hook you up with garbage bags and um, gloves and, and yard tools and things that you might need and then arrange for pickup of any of the um, garbage and, and items that you might collect on your neighborhood cleanup. So um, trying to make it accessible to everyone and empower folks to, you know, we can we can all take a, an hour or so and, and go out and pick up our own block. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm thinking about that, you know, it's a way to grow mm-hmm. neighborhood and community too. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking I, I, I live on a very small block and it wouldn't be too difficult as long as there was someone sure. willing to organize it. Right. I'm not volunteering. <laughs> I, 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 maybe I I'll, hear you volunteering, Julia. <laughs> maybe I'll volunteer my husband. Um, you know, but I, I would think that a number of us would, that would be a great, you know, summer yeah. project, especially. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Really, I'm mean, right. Like many hands make light work. Kind of an easy lift when you think about it. And then, you know, you think about your neighbors who may may not be able to do it for themselves. So, right, if it's just that, go next door or take a couple of, of houses on your street where there may be some seniors or um, folks who may be uh, disabled in some way that can't go out and do that themselves. Um, you know, it really is, uh, and it doesn't take that long and it really builds um, relationships and that sense of community and pride. Yeah. So go back, annual action plan. The first workshop is this Saturday, March 26th, 10 a.m. in City Hall Lobby. Yeah. Thank you, yep. what Mother Nature. Yep. Second one will be Saturday, April 9th at 10 a.m. for Ward 2 at Washington Middle School. That's right. So we'll hope for better weather for that one. I am hopeful. Yeah, and the rest of the, the dates for these events, uh, can are, are they on the website or on the Facebook page? Or? Yes, they are posted on the city website. Um they are on their Facebook page, and uh, we'll continue to share them. Um, and I, there was a uh, public notice that went out in the Post Journal a couple of days ago as well. Okay, jamestownny.gov. And Crystal, if anybody wants to call to find out how to access any of these programs we've talked mm-hmm. about today, where can they call you? Uh, 716-483-7541. <laughs> Um, there's also, you can also call uh, Stephanie Wright directly, and her number is 716-483-7654, or you can email us at dod at jamestowny.gov. Anything else you'd like to tell us about any programs or anything else to add? Oh my gosh, there's so much more. <laughs> um, no, I guess just as, as other things start to come out, um, you know, we, we are working with, I mentioned our community partners and other organizations. So um, we are trying to put together a comprehensive list of all of the programs that are out there and available to, to homeowners and property owners that people just don't know about and that we've not all been good enough at getting that information out to the public. So we are making a concerted effort to gather that information and get it out to the public um, and you know, just let people know that these programs do exist and that there is help for them. Jamestown Director of Development, Crystal Zurich, thank you for being here with us. Thank you, I appreciate it.